what if living your best self and your ideal life was your religion, your God? Welcome to the Church of Awesome, a podcast dedicated to the principles of living an awesome life. Welcome to the Church of Awesome podcast. I am your Cattle to Transformation, Brett Dupree, here to drop some spiritual knowledge and ask you the question, what if living your best life was your God? We have finished the first book of the Church of Awesome, which are the Ten Commandments, and now it's time to start on book two. Why books? Because... That's the way we're going to do it. And this is the book of transformation. What it takes to transform your life. The book of the cycle of transformation. What do you mean cycle of transformation? It's quite simple. The cycle of transformation points out the important aspect of life. Is that transformation is not a series of steps. It is a cycle. While... Parts of this cycle of transformation will be shown as a series of steps, a cycle, if you will. It's only because it's easier to talk about that way. And it's typical of how most changes happen. Sometimes in life, you will skip steps. All times in life, it is a cycle. Why is it a cycle? It's because there is no end. Well, there's one end, and that end is death. Once you die and leave this mortal coil, all changes you have on earth cease. Until then, you are always transforming yourself. Always being, always becoming, because the only constant in life is change. One thing I always enjoy listening to when it comes to sayings, what awkward way of saying that, is that if you're not growing, you're dying. Meaning, if you're not going forward, you're moving backwards. Now, this doesn't mean that you must constantly grow and never rest because rest is an important part of your growth. In fact, sleep is a very important part for your body. That's when your brain recycles itself. That's when your body heals itself. And that's also when you start actually retaining information, they think. That's what I believe. And your body and your brain does a thorough cleaning of itself. Sleep is very important. Rest is very important. But that's, of course, not the first part of transformation. The first part of transformation is the part that without transformation, nothing happens. Basically speaking, this is a a step. Probably we'll stop talking about the most important part because all aspects of the cycle are important. But this one can be skipped because sometimes dramatic things in life happen or You make changes and decisions before this part happens, which is awareness. Awareness is important for transformation because you need to be aware of what you want to change, aware of where you want to go, and aware of what is holding you back. Those are the three parts of awareness. Each one is important, but awareness is the key. It's your ability to be aware. And we're going to talk about the three parts. Let's talk about the first part. Awareness of where you want to go. This was talked about a lot in the first commandment of the Church of Awesome, which is 
be awesome of deciding who you want to be. But this is more of a micro level because basically speaking, you don't need to write your entire life story every week when you try to change or every day. Sometimes this cycle is quick and only takes a week. Sometimes it takes a 21 days or 40 to something days. It takes to build a habit. Sometimes it might even take a lifetime. But knowing where you want to go is important as I talked about. Without knowing where you want to go, you won't know where you will get to. As that one story from Alice in Wonderland where Alice goes to the fork of the road and the Cheshire cat is there and the Cheshire cat asks, where do you, where she, well, she asks, where do I go? And the Cheshire cat says, where do you want to go? And she says, I don't know. And then he says, well, then why does it matter? Because if you don't know where you're going or what exactly you want, then it doesn't matter what decisions you make. And sometimes you need to sit down and determine what exactly you want. A way to determine that is looking at your life and looking at what you don't want. Now, you don't want to put too much of an emphasis on what you don't want. I truly do believe where your focus goes, your energy flows. And if you constantly look at what you don't want in life and you complain, you constantly look at what you don't want in life, you will tend to attract it in a way. You'll notice it more and you'll go there. One of the best metaphors I heard of this was by Anthony Robbins, where he talked about how he was, he wanted to learn how to speed race cars. And basically he was going around in circles and the person next to him to teach him how to deal with crashes, he would hit this button, which would cause the car to kind of go in a tailspin. And what he would do would be grab the person's head which is tony at the time anthony and point it to where he wants to go instead of at the wall and then he'll make the adjustments and go to where he wants to go back on the track instead of slamming into the wall and you can see this a lot in situations where there are a lot of times accidents in rural areas where there's not a street lamp for a mile and people will run into the street lamps is the metaphor people like to use But as you are looking at where you don't want to go, you'll start making decisions of things you don't want because those are the habits you will make, which is why having awareness of what exactly you want, as I mentioned, talking to my clients, a lot of them will talk to me what they don't want. I don't want to be this. I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen. When I ask them the question of what they want, people are very aware of what they don't want. Chances are, you know everything in life that you don't want. You want, you know everything in life that you want to change. But where do you want to end up? What do you want to do with your life? What do you want to do? Who do you want to be? And where do you want to go? And this is for each and every goal in transformation. Is recognizing the knowledge and gaining the awareness of where you want to go. An important part about this as well, in fact, one thing I liked about the law of attraction is one of, I've heard this exercise many times when I was working with Fabry and Fredrickson, Esther Hicks talks about it. If you take a slight piece of paper, you look at it, you'd make a list of everything in your life on the left side of the paper of what you don't want. And then on the right, you put everything the opposite. Basically, I don't want this part of my life. Well, what do you want instead? And then you write that down so you can get awareness of what you want. But another thing to be aware of, not only of what you want, is 
how many times in life you have succeeded? Because when you look at your life, a lot of times they talk about failure as one of the greatest teachers, but success is still a good teacher. One thing I loved also, what I learned by Fabria and Fredrickson, which I also highly suggest after you write those two lists, is to look at your list and look at times in your life where you've made changes that are similar. Because you want to put it in your mind and give you the awareness that you are able to change. You are able to make a change because you've done something similar in the past. She had this exercise called once hard and now easy showing that in life you have made changes and chances are you have learned something it could be something if you're having trouble because your life is going really bad right now you can think of something like tying your shoes at one point it was hard for you to tie your shoes and then it became commonplace and easy where you don't even have to think about tying your shoes i mean a lot of times you need to do that to just spark your mind because We get into dark places. I know I've gotten into dark places where I can't think of anything in my life going well. And it's time to remember at one point, I did not know how to write my name. Then I learned how, and now I don't even think about it. At one point, I did not know how to type. Then I took the most boring class ever, which is typing. Took that in high school. And now I barely even think about typing. That was once hard and now easy. So becoming aware of your successes is also important. Awareness of your successes so you know you can build on your successes. You want to work on your weaknesses, but build on your successes. So where in life have you been successful in making change? But you also want to be aware of where you are now. And you have to be honest with yourself. This is the part I know I struggle with in my life. I am a personal development guy. I am a spiritual guy. I've written a book, Joyce Expansion, Unleashing Your Passions, A Lean and Inspired Life. And sometimes I like to imagine I'm doing better than I actually am because that's the persona I have in my life. That's the persona I have given myself. Somebody who is doing well mentally. And a lot of times that has allowed me to think I, everything is fine and not being honest with myself. I could see that. When I freaked out when I launched my book. That caused me to freak out in a way that I did not know I was. Because I wrote that book. And that book was all about taking incremental steps. That book was all about a lot of aspects of change. And because I wrote the book, I put it in my mind that I am the writer of that book. Therefore, I'm an expert. Therefore, I'm not having any of the problems I wrote in my book. Forgetting the most important part of my book where I wrote this part where you're never done. That you're always going to make the same mistakes again and that's fine. I wrote that and yet I still lied to myself. In fact, it wasn't until I looked at my life. No, not my life. I looked at the life of someone close to me, someone I love. And thinking to themselves, if they only did this, then they were life. You know, this person was an alcoholic. And I thought to myself, if only they could drink and just enjoy themselves, then they wouldn't have that issue. But then my mind was like, well, you eat to numb. And then, of course, I asked myself, well, why am I numbing? Well, you're numbing because you just released a book. You got into a relationship and then she broke it off with you over email. But at the same time, that was also pushing your comfort zone, being in a relationship while releasing a book, while giving you a book release party, even though you don't like having attention shine upon you and having people talk about your book in that way and pushing you to push out that book just expanded your vulnerability to the point where since you stopped working on yourself again having that awareness you allowed yourself to eat to numb that pain and 
Not only that, that's when you also were vice president of education for the first time, which was hard and a lot of work in the Kirkland Eclectics, your Toastmaster group, and then you became president. So all these stepping out of your comfort zones happening at the same time. I think that was even when, during this time was also when I had to step up in my job as well, my day job, and all that was too much for me. But since I was spiritual, I didn't allow myself to truly feel it. I didn't allow myself to be honest. I wasn't aware that issues were happening. That's one of the beauties of meditation is to ask yourself, what are you hiding from yourself? It's also a good thing to have a therapist as well and having an outside source. They can help you point out when you are lying to yourself, especially if you are somebody who's into personal development. This spiritual ego is insidious and is really good to lying to you and telling you things are fine when they're not. And that's just one aspect of awareness, being aware and honest of where you are right now and constantly checking in with yourself, constantly being aware, constantly have what is called an observational ego where you look upon yourself, asking yourself the tough questions and asking yourself and making sure that you continually move forward, which is always the goal because you are going to get pulled back. That's just going to happen. Something in your life is going to happen where either you get to busy or a friend gets hurt or you get hurt just things are gonna happen something or maybe you just had too much fun and you get caught up in fun an awesome thing comes out and you start binge watching it and that slips you over something that always causes me to when i'm in the process of becoming healthier is getting sick when i get sick i don't feel good and so i stop exercising and then when i stop exercising i start eating more and start just feeling more lethargic and that just causes a cycle so getting sick is something that pushes me off but having that observational ego and constantly checking in on yourself or having an accountability partner of some kind when you pay for or your friend to is honest which is very important one because a lot of people aren't honest and as i'm working with my current therapist it's actually hard to find i don't know i don't think my current therapist is honest with me because she believes in my bs because in the last year honestly i haven't been up to my own expectations and having that awareness and being honest with myself is important. I have not lived up to my expectations. I'm the same weight. I have done some good things in my podcast, but I haven't been as I haven't done the Church of Awesome as I planned. And I just have to look at myself and be honest to where I am. So it's important to find a way for you to be honest. And finally, it's also important to be honest of things that are holding you back, such as internally and externally what thought processes are bothering you and holding you back do you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset if you want to go if you're in a relationship one thing that helped me a lot was getting the awareness of my attachment style and noticing that i have an insecure attachment style and when that comes up in my current relationship i am noticing and making sure i do not fall into my old habits that come with my insecure attachment style how I can disassociate and run away very easily and also be clingy at the same time, which are the two insecure attachment styles. But honestly, I saw both of them within me. I saw when I can become over clingy, but I can also see where I push people away. But I become over clingy because I need praise, but I also push people away because it's hard for me to be vulnerable. And having that awareness has helped this relationship, which is almost a year old next month, in me just not freaking out like I usually do. 
sometimes awareness is all you need to change. I stopped biting my fingernails because I just became aware of when I was biting my fingernails. Instead of being unconscious when I was doing it, I just like, oh, I'm biting my fingernails. Let's consciously bite my fingernails. And once I turned it from an unconscious act to a conscious act, I stopped biting my fingernails. At least unconsciously. I mean, sometimes, oh, that's long. And I'll bite it on purpose. But before, I would just bite it without really thinking of it. So sometimes awareness is all you need for a change, which is one reason why I say it's a cycle. You can skip all the other steps. You're like, oh, I just become aware of this problem. You don't need to do all the other steps and just the awareness is enough to change. That happens. I mean, awareness, in my humble opinion, is being extremely powerful, especially when you're completely and totally honest with yourself. And that takes time as well, because it's hard to be honest with ourselves. In my humble opinion, the person it's easier to lie to is yourself, because you know you more than anybody else. So you know how to BS yourself more than anyone can. You know what lies you will believe. And it's so easy to do so, especially when they're positive lies, especially, which is I think one of the traps of personal and spiritual development is that you can become extra good at lying to yourself positively. Telling yourself that you will not fall into a trap that you're already in Telling yourself that you are better than other people based off where you are. Telling yourself that the universe is conspiring against you even though you're such an amazing and spiritual person. Or in this case of myself, telling myself that I'm doing perfectly awesome because I am the book writer of joyous expansion, the catalyst of transformation, the champion of authentic joy, and not even noticing that I gained like 60 pounds in six months. I went from like 330 to 400, 300, 390, 400. Not, not even noticing because I was just constantly lying to myself, even though I saw what I was doing. But I always told myself that, you know, I'll, I'll start tomorrow. I'll start tomorrow. I'll start. Man, I love starting tomorrow. Tomorrow is my favorite day to start. That's also one of my negatives. So becoming aware of your shortcomings, coming aware of the internal things that are holding you back. Also external, being honest with yourself. That it's hard, if you're in poverty right now, it's hard coming out of poverty. So you're gonna have to build more resilience. You're gonna have to try for more help. You're gonna face more rejection. You're probably gonna have to spend more money than somebody who has more money than you. Because loans are gonna cost you more. And people are less likely gonna lend to you. People are less likely to believe in you even though they tell you to pull yourself by your bootstraps. If you're a person of color or any other marginalized in the society, things are going to be more difficult. And the people in the majority, especially in the United States of America, will look at you and think you have it lucky because there are some programs that help a specific small percentage of the people in your group. External forces are real. And you just have to work at it to a point where you have to realize you're going to have to work a little more hard, a little bit and different. And be honest with yourself. Be honest with the world that we live in. That there's some economic disadvantages based off how you're born. There's some disadvantages based on the color of your skin. And there's some disadvantages even if you are the majority, i.e. a white male in this country. But if you're a poor white male, people will look at you differently. If you have a southern accent, people will judge you naturally for your southern accent. And that's just the way the world works. And recognizing the fact that it exists does not make it so that it happens. It does not make it so you are not the creator of that negative in the external world. 
But what it does do is make it so you realize that you have to do what you have to do and build even more resilience, build even a bigger muscle because you really have no choice if you want to be successful. I don't believe success is guaranteed, but I do believe that hard work and dedication is the best way to become successful in life. And the first step to that is awareness. Awareness of where you want to go. Awareness of your successes and how you got there before. Awareness of what is holding you back, internal and external. And that is part one of the cycle of transformation. Awareness. I am Brett Dupree of the Church of Awesome. Come join me in this amazing community. There's a Facebook group, the Church of Awesome. Check out thechurchofawesome.net.com. I don't have .net. Thechurchofawesome.com. I hope to see you upon this ride of creating the most awesome you that you can be. Once again, I am Brett Dupree, calling you to go forth and be awesome. For more information about the Church of Awesome, check out thechurchofawesome.com. The Church of Awesome is recorded live 8 a.m. Pacific time at the Church of Awesome Facebook group. Now go out and live an awesome life.